Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and Attention Coach Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD, Executive Functioning and School, a Lived Experience. With us in our virtual studio is Emily Rubin Persons. We're going to get into the meat of our show tonight, but before we do, our program is being brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. In celebration of that event, we're giving away free copies of Attention Magazine. To get your copy, listen to our show. We'll be sharing a secret word. Write it down. Listen to another show. Get it, secret word. Write it down. Send me an email. Email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. We get those uh, secret words. We'll forward to Chad, and we'll get you a PDF copy of the current issue of Attention Magazine, and we'll forward the next copy when it's in print. We have a tip that we're going to share for you for Chad before we get into the media show, so here we go. Need to find evidence-based information on ADHD? Chad's ADHD Information Library has got you covered with articles, books, videos, podcasts, webinars, and more, and many of them are free to the public. All resources are identified by audience. So, for example, you can quickly find books for children, podcasts for parents, articles for adults, videos for educators, and webinars for healthcare professionals. Search the library at chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. Again, tonight in our virtual studio is uh, Emily Rubin uh, Persons. She's a certified ADHD life coach uh, who works with high school uh, and college students as well as adults and small business owners struggling with time management, organizational problems common to ADHD to help build their brains and executive functioning skills. Uh, she's completed basic ADHD coach training through uh, the ADD Coach Academy and uh, coaching teens and college students with JST Coaching. She's a member of the National Association of Productivity and Organizing. For more information on Emily, go to skipcoaching.com. And with that, Emily, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I want to start this. I'm really grateful to you uh, for reaching out as as somebody who's listened to our show or understands what we're doing. uh, Some of our best topics actually come from the people out there in the trenches. And uh, for those... um, out there to listen, Emily actually had reached out to me. She actually heard me talk at a, a, a presentation one time about working memory. And if you've listened to the show, you know I talk a lot about working memory and the challenges of working memory and how so much of the world is moving in a direction that makes it more taxing. So you can add tips, tricks, and strategies all you want, but it really comes down to problem solving. And she reached out to me kind of with her lived experience. Um, and so I just kind of want to kind of t- just touch base with you a little bit about your background and your kids, and let's talk about their experience, and we'll just kind of talk about the realities of today. Sure. 
Well, very quickly, I have three three kids. My oldest is 24. When he was 15, he worked with a learning specialist, and at the time, I didn't realize that what she was doing was strengthening his executive functioning skills. And that was really great because when he got through college, as he got to college, he was able to manage his life and he was able to be a really good student and he performed really really well my middle student my middle son is your neurotypical he is doesn't require any micromanagement in any way and he's he's in college now and it's my younger son that really uh shed me a whole new light onto the world of brains and he's was diagnosed with adhd when he was 10 and it's he's pretty typical but he's inattentive so that's why it took so long for him to be diagnosed and the challenges and the education that i went through that's what brought me to becoming an adhd coach so i could help other people and you said they they worked on strengthening his executive your your oldest executive function mm-hmm. skills can you describe to us what that like looks like right so the we really did. It was so funny because, in a way, we really didn't know what she was doing, and we would say, "Well, I don't think you really need to go to her this week." And but she was such a nice lady. She taught him how to chunk his work. She taught him how to look at his assignments and back it up. Okay, you've got a test next Friday. What do you need to do to get there? And he still to this day writes his lists out. I mean, I, he, when he was packing to move, I found one of his to-do lists, and he still writes how long he's going to take for each task. I'm going to read for an hour. I'm going to pack for 20 minutes. I'm going to do this or that for however long. So she taught him how to chunk the work and look at the day, look at the week, look at the month so that he could accomplish everything he needed to accomplish. So this is interesting to me um, because I do a lot of talking about like a lot of the root of procrastination is ambiguity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know what to do or you don't know how long it's going to take. And sometimes mm-hmm. people are relying on their working memory to kind of visualize this timeline. And what I'm hearing you say is she'd sit down and say, okay, let's work this thing backwards and kind of make it tangible remove the ambiguity of it so it it really kind of helps us go forward and i'm hearing right. that that she was teaching him how to do this with pen and paper she was teaching him how to do this with pen and paper you know work for 20 minutes or 25 minutes get up and get a drink of water come back and keep going change rooms you know all of these things that are so much a part of the world of the conversation of of the ADHD experts today, she was doing with him, that was um, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And again, it just, he was not a strong student in high school, but he went on to be a very strong student in college because he had those skills. And, you know, my uh, my younger son, that's some of the things, you know, he's so time-blind which is typical mm. of ADHD. He yep. has no idea how long anything's going to take. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think we're talking about this. I think one of, in ready for the show, one of the observations is is in in school these days, they're not really taught how to take notes or to work with paper. It's really all on the computer. Am I putting words in your mouth or is that accurate? No, and that, you know, it's really very concerning because there's no handwriting anymore. In, in this world of COVID. And at the beginning of the school year, or I guess just before the school year, we would, we have new software technology for the school, and they really want to reduce the amount of paper for, you know, safe, safe uh, safety and health reasons. But the kids aren't writing. 
And writing is so critical for your memory and for your learning. I mean, all of us, somebody's talking to you, you write down what they're saying. I do it even when I'm going to prepare a phone call sometimes. You write down what what you're preparing. So I'm concerned how that's going to impact learning for many people if they're not writing. Hmm. You know, it's interesting. I have a, a, a program I call What's It Like to Sol- Setting Up Your Mind to Solve ADHD Problems. It's a program that I have for uh, – it's usually for families. Like there's um, a, a college student that has ADHD and is not really – doesn't really want help or a significant other or spouse or something like that. And the program is for, for, for calls. And I put in, people in experiences um, – to simulate ADHD, it, you, it's, mm-hmm. you don't have ADHD per se, but it simulates it. So you'll, your behavior will be, you'll notice ADHD behavior. And I did that for two reasons. One, the person that doesn't have ADHD, they can, oh, wow, that's what it's really like to live it. Yeah. And the person with ADHD, it's like they're, they're normals. They're normal. They got nothing to compare it to. But I'm telling you this story because when I'm doing this, a lot of times maybe a parent's got ADHD, the other parent does it, and the kid does, and invariably things will come up, particularly when we're talking about working memory and, and things that they do. And what's interesting to me is more and more I'm noticing is that you know mom and dad grew up with pen and paper, and it was just there. And they, they write it down. They, they, there's little things that they've learned how to do because paper is very portable, but the kids right. not, not learned that. And it's become more ta- it's a little bit more challenging because they don't really have that sense of what that is or that right. habit. And that's a real big problem um, because more and more I feel like these kids are expected to hold it in their head um, and refer all over the place. And when you've got digital information in many different places, it really starts to break down quick. Um, Am I putting words in your mouth? Is this making sense? No, it's very true. And, you know, we had, there was an issue years ago, uh, I'm going to say five, about five years ago, with the state testing. You know, I live in New York, and uh, so we the state testing. And one of the problems with the reading comprehension section was that the, the reading passage was on one page, and the questions were several pages later. So the kids had to keep switching back and forth so they could go back, you know, they couldn't remember what they had just read. They had to keep going back to the reading passage. And you have the same thing. And that's what what I, what blew my head up when I contacted you. That's what you were talking about with, you know, you have to look at something on one screen and then three clicks away, you get to the questions that have to be answered. So the only way you could really do it is to print out the material, which you know, not everybody has a printer at home or have two screens. Not everybody has mm. two screens. So that's an equity issue. And um, it's really hard to hold all that information in your head to, <laughs> you know, answer yeah, it, the it, questions. It, it, it is. And I, everybody, uh, the, the, again, I do a lot of work talking about working memory. And what you just described, Emily, is very cognitive uh, laborsome. People with ADHD struggle when things are repetitive and boring. Having to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth is exhaustive. And after a while, all they want to do is just escape. And right. so it's more more difficult to regulate attention because it's requiring more effort on the working memory. And so they the heck with this. They get up and play Xbox, and then they're done for the day right. because of these these differences. Um, right. And it's not just with, you know, the English language arts. It's also in the math. If you're on page 55 working on all your, your the questions for homework and you don't know how to do something, you have to flip back a few pages to find that 
lesson? Well, it's even harder when you're on the computer because then you have to like click out of that page. You've got to go find the online textbook, and they're just yep. not going to do it. It's too Absolutely. many clicks. It's just way <laughs> too many clicks. Wait, just too many clicks. <laughs> uh, and, and, and when you start clicking, you get uh, you have the opportunity to get distracted by clicking on the wrong link, and then all of a sudden you're off to the races. So it's uh, that other stuff's a little bit more exciting. Um, Absolutely. I want to keep the conversations going, but I want to kind of take a break here and come back to it. Um, for our listeners, they can learn more about you at your website, skipcoaching.com. Did I get that right? Correct. Okay. And our secret word tonight is Emily. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Do you worry when your child is left out? Does your child have trouble making and keeping friends? Life skills can be challenging for ADHD kids. Learn how you can be your child's greatest ally by reading the book Ned Hollowell described as a game changer, Michelle Borba referred to as the ultimate guide for parents, and Michael Thompson praised as the groundbreaking book you've been waiting for. Go to playbetterplan.com to buy a copy of Caroline McGuire's book, Why Will No One Play With Me? While you're there, subscribe to download her free mini course on developing social skills for children. That's playbetterplan.com. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change your lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by gigcoaching.com. And now back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're having a great conversation with Emily Rubin Persons, and I was—I was before the break. We were kind of kind of walking through her experience with her older son and executive function coach is what we'll call it, and her younger son. And I was—it was interesting to me because as I was reflecting on it, I was kind of thinking like you know, as a as a football coach, you know, one of the things you do is you focus on the fundamentals, blocking and tackling, because uh, you don't get that right, nothing else goes along with, and then. I was I just kind of had a little bit of an aha in the break. So often people go to get help on a thing. And I've learned over the years, I'm coaching people not on the thing that they're trying to accomplish, but I'm coaching people on the process to get there. Um, and a lot of times it's like, okay, go out there, search for ideas, uh, narrow it down to a couple, do a what if trial and error, pick one. And then there's, there's a process to this and whether it's a paper or uh, your taxes, whatever it's, it's, there's a process to some of this stuff. It's not always that particular thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, surmising with your older son, if that coach was actually just teaching your son the process of executive thinking, not really putting him with the individual. Now, certainly would help with that individual thing, but she was helping him build the process skills mm -hmm. to make this thing happen so he could do it in other places. Was that accurate? Is there anything you'd like to uh, I think on? so. I think it was a very organic process because he started with her at the beginning of the school year, and I can only remember that because he was in his football uniform often when, when we would drive over there, and he was with her for the entire school year. And, you know, it was, it was 
it was, um, as I say, it was like he didn't even know what she was teaching him. She just did. <laughs> Which I think was, <laughs> and, and, you know, she was so lovely and she was so in command of understanding her student. And I found her through another friend of mine. And she just totally got him and saw where his weaknesses were and enabled him, as I say, to become a stronger student. And because of his dyslexia, um, you know, he had, he, he struggled in school. He started with always with like, I can't. Before he started mm-hmm. any assignment, it's it, that hesitation of anywhere from a second to a minute. I can't mm-hmm. do this. To mm-hmm. I can do this. You know, he got yep. to college. I mean, he 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 rocked it, and a lot of it was because of those skills. He knew how to approach mm-hmm. a difficult assignment, and I think that's the hardest thing is how do you break down. A big assignment. You know, it's easy if it's just 20 math problems, okay? You open yep. up the textbook and you start 1 through 30 and do it. But when you have to study for a test, what does studying mean? Mm-hmm. You know, what does that mean? Yep. Or, you know, write a lab for uh, biology. It's like there is a certain amount of formula to it, but you still have to get started. Yep. <laughs> so uh, why not? One of the things that I want to – with this interview, I really want to kind of illuminate because people always come in here. They want tip, trick, or strategy. They really kind of want the answers, and, and this is a lot of like framing out some of the issues and some of the problems. And we were talking about – like the so we're talking about the executive functioning type thing, but the other part of this that's really important is more and more technology is really overburdened a person's working memory. Mm-hmm. And we were talking before about flipping here, there, and yonder, mm-hmm. and, I, I th- and I want to be clear to everybody. The world's moving 100 miles an hour. Um, things are, are changing radically. With COVID, it's really kind of accelerating this digital stuff, and nobody actually has a blueprint. There's no short-term or long-term studies on this impact. So I really want everybody to understand we have very well-intended people that are doing the best that they can. Um, so just understand that as a context. But the, the show, I really want – this is the reality of the situation so people can begin to open their mind and problem-solve. So, Emily, you're involved with the school system, and mm-hmm. – Working memory is a bit of a challenge. I mean, I think you even said that, you know, your son had to check 32 different places daily <laughs> to make sure they didn't miss an assignment, which when you think about that, oh, my God, that just wears me out as an adult, much less as a kid. And that the stuff is kind of coming together, but the technology and some of the stuff is overburdening the working memory, which is making it much more difficult for the complex uh, child, the, the ADDH and the, and, the, and the person with a learning disability. And the school systems kind of know about this a little bit, but they're, they're lagging behind and in, 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 in really kind of keeping up with this. Can you just talk to us about this a little bit? Yeah. It's, well, I will, I'll, I'll just start by saying that they, the school changed the software, and we have a new program, so you now only you have to click basically one place. So that, mm-hmm. that's a good thing from last year. Um, you know, look, education takes a long time to change. You've got state laws, you've got federal laws, you've got the state testing that has to happen. So it, you know, the curriculum, changing the curriculum is really hard. It's not, it, it takes a long time for certain things to, to, to change. And we have to teach what we have to teach. You know, there's, there's the guidelines that have to be followed. So, 
um, now that we're in this new world of COVID, and all of a sudden, all their teachers with their lesson plans, they have to, like, screeching to a hall and somehow figure out a way to get it onto a uh, computer platform so that they, we can be teaching remotely. It's like, well, first you have to do that, and then you have to figure out, okay, wait a minute, we've got a lot of different brains here. And mm-hmm. so it's just that, it, it, like, it's so time-consuming. So there has to be a lot of patience from both sides of it. You know, the families have to be patient because the schools, the teachers, the, the administrators, they are working so hard to make mm-hmm. this the most engaging educational experience. And then the parents have to also help the school say, you know, hey, what about this or what about that? You know, this isn't working. Maybe my child, and, and I'm teaching my son, to speak up to his teacher and say, you know what, I, I, this assignment, can I do it this way instead? So right now there needs to be a lot of flexibility because it's such a fluid time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, I mean, look, even our little first and second graders are working off iPads right now. And because that's all they have, that's what we have to do. And slowly mm-hmm. they'll be able to maybe figure out a way to get more handwriting uh but for now, it's it, we just have to be patient. And mm. the kids, it's not like they're not learning. It's just different learning. Yep. So in this space, we've got the challenges of all this kind of going on. <clears throat> we've got the, the system is really, really, really kind of evolving. Yeah. Uh, what, what I don't what, – when I, I'm listening to us talk as a parent out there, the fur on my back, I'm feeling actually more anxiety as this conversation goes on because at the end of the day, what do you do as a parent? And I, I, I more and more, it's like you kind of have to step in and and kind of help work with your kids with executive functioning skills or find other resources to help them do this because it's not necessarily happening in the school system. And as an aside, again, I'm not bashing them. It's, it's with COVID and people weren't online learning. It's that much more difficult because you're not able to sit down with them. Yeah. Thoughts on that? Yeah, well, first of all, I'm glad that uh, it's my third child going through this and not my first because I'm a lot more relaxed because I've seen what happens on the other side, uh, having a 24-year-old. So I am much more relaxed because I know at the end of the day, he's going to learn everything he needs to learn. And mm-hmm. he's going to be fine. And and so are all the other people I know. So that would be one thing is just relax. Um <laughs> <laughs> Easy for us to say, hard for you guys to do out there. I know, I understand that, but the the more emotions that are brought into this, the more challenging it's going to be. It's counterintuitive, it's, but it's, it's true. It's, it's true, and you know, the kids. It's it's um it's a partnership between the mm-hmm. school and the kids. The kids have to learn how to speak up. There's there's the advocacy. Parents help the kids get their voice to say, you know, what, what is it that you need. Working with buddies is a really is a really important thing. There's, you know, if you can have some Zoom time where you're just literally, I mean, my son does that with a couple of friends. They just turn on the Zoom or the FaceTime and they do their work together. They're all in their own places. But that really mm-hmm. helps because then mm-hmm. you're talking about the stuff. And yep. I think the, the teachers are starting to realize that, so they're promoting that. I mean, we talk about that in the ADHD world, right, the body doubles. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that really is a big help. And I think helping the student to understand, you know, to say, Hey, what's up with this? What's, what's the obstacle so that we can figure it out with the teacher and make it a more proactive learning situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I tell you what, let's go to break. 
and uh, uh, we'll continue our conversation we go forward. Uh, for those that are listening, uh, check out uh, Emily's website at skipcoaching.com. Uh, the secret word is Emily, and with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now... Back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with uh, Emily Rubin, persons talking to have a conversation about the realities of the challenges of, of school technology and kids these days with uh, learning challenges and specifically uh, ADHD. Um, with all this information, again, I want to kind of go back to I'm, I'm listening to the two of us talk, and I'm, I'm thinking if, if I was a parent in the throes of all this stuff, I've got the pressures on me to do my job and the demands of everything else that's kind of going on. Um, uh, I've got that. I've got the emotions that are associated with this because I want my kid to to do well, and I feel like the world is really kind of against me. Um, The thing that I can tell you is that the the solution is it's not an easy pill to swallow, but the best thing you can do is, first of all, is just kind of calm down and take a couple deep breaths, which is probably the easiest thing that I can say to do as a coach and most difficult for anybody out there to actually execute. So I, I don't want to necessarily say that's easy, but there's, there's that. And then there's to sit down and start working with your kids on fundamentals uh, as you can. Now I understand that younger kids are, might be a little bit more open to this, uh, but I know that, that, at some point in time they hit puberty and it's, it's the natural instinct to start pushing away from parents. Um, it's just part of evolution. And those situations, it seems to me, Emily, it makes a little sense to actually begin to, to reach out to other professionals to help, whether it's a tutor or a coach to work with your kid to kind of go through the stuff that are focused on executive functioning skills. Um, so that then they can interact with this digital world and use some type of creativity to try to help bring these things together. Thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the hardest thing the hardest thing is for the kids to learn how to verbalize what's getting in the way. You know, they're I mean, I had this with I had this with my son a lot when he was in like 5th grade, for example. He just was so overwhelmed by not being able to do the assignment, but he couldn't explain why. 
You know, he mm-hmm. couldn't explain what was getting in the way. He didn't understand the directions, you know, whatever it was. And I just remember him saying, you know, it's beyond my capacity. And slowly I would help him and we'd troubleshoot and, you know, write the lists and whatever it was that needed to get done. But that's, I think, the hardest thing for, for kids is being able to verbalize exactly what is getting in the way. Mm-hmm. And as they get their voice, and the one thing I will say that's, that is a positive with this online learning is the kids are more comfortable, my kid definitely, is more comfortable emailing the teacher. You don't have to go up to the teacher's desk. It's very frightening <laughs> going mm-hmm. up to the teacher's desk, but it's not so frightening sending the teacher an email or a message through the school messaging system. So there's much that flow of communication is definitely there. And you know, mm-hmm. sometimes he'll even just take a screenshot of where he's stuck and say, "This is where I'm stuck," and then the teacher can reply back, which is which is fantastic. But yeah, working with a coach, working with a tutor, um, sometimes, you know, as you well know, it might be a family situation where the coach might work with the kid for a little bit and then with the parent and help the parent learn how to coach the kid because it's all in the mm-hmm. questioning, you know. Yep. But um, it's, it's, um, it's helping the kid realize that it's a skill, it's not mm-hmm. about their intelligence. And I think mm-hmm. that that's the hardest. And I can see that with my older son, uh, which he has acknowledged. And, you know, with my son, with my younger son, this is a skill. And, mm-hmm. But you, you, you feel like it's your intelligence because you can't get the work done. But mm-hmm. if you wanted to learn how to pitch a baseball, you'd get a coach. Yep, yep. So Absolutely. you need to learn to how to how to write the look. We get coaches for how to take the SAT. Yep. Nobody, you know, that's a strategic test, and we all get coaches in some way, shape, or form. It's the same thing. We need coaches to bring coaches for these skills. So, in when it comes to school, public school is they provide education. The more and more, I, I think it's as a parent with a complex kid and some of these challenges that are going on and the school system trying to catch up to some of these things and the learning of how this stuff is integrated. And I'm not so sure we really understand what some of the long-term effects are of uh, note-taking. And, and I don't even think they teach cursive writing in some uh, school districts anymore, how that's going to impact the world. Of course, there's going to be some other things that are out there, but um, as a parent, of somebody with a complex kid, you know, I, I know, I know the answer is not something everybody's going to like, but having to get involved in really getting some help and some stuff a little bit earlier, because even as a parent, you're not always an expert on executive functioning. You might be able to do it yourself. That doesn't mean you can teach it to somebody else. And so I employ you as that. Right. And, and, and I, I realize I'm, I realize, Jeff, you're spending our money. I'm like, I like, I don't mean to spend the money, but you love your people and your kids. And there's a certain level of frustration that goes along with this. And sometimes it's helpful to get a professional in. Um, and, and some that can be easier in some places than other. But uh, what I, I hope in this stuff is we're framing out some of the reality so that parents can make a decision as opposed to treat Keep, try, act, keep trying to take a shortcut and uh, find themselves <laughs> taking longer and longer and longer. Yeah. So, 
Any other thoughts? Or yeah, I think, up? you know, look, elementary school is all about learning the uh, addition and subtraction and reading and writing. You know, those are the foundations to learning. You can't learn without those basic skills. So in many respects, middle school could be where you're adding to those basic skills with your executive functioning skills, planning, prioritizing, calendaring, time management, because those are life skills. And if you mm-hmm. want to be a competitive student in your middle school to high school years, that foundational executive skill is really important, as we know as grown-ups, right? You, yep. you, you have so much going on in your life. How are you going to get it all done? Well, if you don't keep a good calendar, you can't. So that, you know, and with brain imaging, they know about the prefrontal cortex and development and all of that. So I think public education is definitely going to catch on to this because the science is there, right? The brain imaging is there. So, um, you know, it's trickling in. It's trickling in. (laughs) Well, again, everybody, to bring context to the show you have emily here who is is working with her school system she's got one kid who learned executive function one that's struggling we got technology it's putting more and more pressure on an overburdened working memory which is a challenge for adhd it's creating some issues the school systems are trying to find this out there's legislation everybody's trying to catch up in this space and it, it kind of that's the reality of the world don't like it um, really don't like it, and it's a, it's a, the burden is falling on this crowd. But I'm hoping the parents are getting a little bit of reality here and say, okay, listen, I don't really don't like this, but um, sometimes you you look at the world with rose-colored glasses and keep hoping that it's going to be one way. And sometimes my, as my mom said, and I said this a billion times on the show, sometimes you have to admit something that's just straight up hard because if you don't, you're not giving it the respect that it's deserved. It's a little bit sobering, but. Um, and it's not, not a fun pill, but just something to think about. So with that, Emily, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Jeff. It's really been a pleasure. Absolutely. Everybody, check out Emily's website at skipcoaching.com. Again, skipcoaching.com. Our secret word tonight is Emily. With that, thanks for joining us on this edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.